welcome welcome guys welcome 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 to inside center news podcast uh, i am oreo gracious host and tonight i'm going heavy on the recent news affecting black people and black queers The first article I want to share with you guys, it comes from um, the Medium magazine and it's called by, uh, actually it's called Elizabeth Warren's White Female Privilege. Let me repeat, it's called Elizabeth Warren's White Female Privilege and it was written uh, by um, a sister, a black woman. you know, um, name Dog Sky Lady. So that's her, um, um, you know, um, moniker she used on a medium, uh, um, as a medium writer. Um, she's somehow affiliated. She's not an employee f- uh, for the medium, but she's, she, you know, uh, write articles, um, uh, for mediums and other platforms, uh, I guess. So, yeah, she's one of the top writers in, you know, in racism categories, uh, racism category actually, um, in single. So, and this article came out in on April twenty eighth. So, and there's six minutes read. So, you guys should check it out. So, I'm gonna read the whole article. Uh, it's not a long article. That's what that is something I love about Medium. They don't publish this long ass article. They just they have their own way to publish, which is so amazing. <clears throat> Apologies for that coughing. I was outside earlier, uh, probably like uh, two hours ago, and uh, it was raining. So yeah. So without further ado, let me uh, dig, you know, deep in this article. There is. Elizabeth Warren is one of the many, many Democrats. Um, let me adjust my mic. Uh, is one of the many, many, many Democrats uh, joking um, to be the front runner for the uh, uh, Democrat um, Democrat presidential candidate candidate uh, for twenty twenty. Uh, Mac is a little bit loose. Uh, um, Elizabeth Warren's house talked about policies that she should implement to bring equal treatment to individuals seeking health care. Unfortunately, this is uh, this is also the same white woman who has ignorantly claimed, within quotation, minority, you know, status for decades and used. A DNA test to prove her claim, willfully ignoring the damage done to the nerve community. If she is unable to understand the layers of her mistake, including fully acknowledging the mistake, how can we believe she will not only do what is right for um, BIPOC? But accept her fault when something does not work. Listen to the communities she homes 
and do better with a question mark in the end. And there's like a, a photo uh, of uh, balloons uh, in form of a, a person. Um, so uh, actually it's so amazing, it's a little bit graphic, but it's fine. Um, using DNA, there was a white man who felt justified in sewing because his business was denied certification for being a disadvantaged business enterprise within quotation. His test shows that he's 90% European, 4% African, and 6% Native American. So not sure he feels he should receive certifications that are reserved for BIPOC and women-owned businesses. This is the issue with DNA and blood quantum. When it comes to categorizing what group someone is a part of, it is the least important factor in blood quantum that was created during colonialism to target tribal native communities. Blood quantum was created to control indigenous groups. It has been used to limit um, uh, the rights of natives who were uh, half Native American within quotation or more. The government still used blood quantum to decide whether native group and slash or individual can receive federal benefits. Many indigenous people today have cast off this colonial method and they are right. DNA and ancestry ancestry Accessory, um, accessory. Let me try to pronounce this correctly. Accessory um, can only tell us what we are genetically, what illnesses we are prone to, how our appearance was created, but it does not determine its own what groups we are part of. But Elizabeth Warren used this colonial method that is still being used to oppress indigenous people to claim kinship. How this country sees us is how we walk this world. And there's like a photo of um, narratives with their um, costumes, um, traditional costumes. Um, our lives are both how we see ourselves and how, we, how the society we are in sees us. And in this society, especially once you are out in it, how they see you will always play a viral role in how this world treats you. And the main factor are race and skin color. If you have a, a dark skin, you are viewed neg negatively because of this colorist society drenched in centuries of anti-black teachings. Black and brown skin will always have a hard time because they are noticeably further away from the white skin default. If you are white or white passing, you benefit from privilege. This is why so many BIPOC writers, directors, artists, doctors, scientists, and so on are pushing to show their stories to the world. Because we need to change this country's perception that equates white skin within quotation with better than within quotation. They're trying to hold up a reflection of ourselves, not only so that society will see our humanity, uh, but so that children growing up 
as outsiders will see their stories in the world. Elizabeth Warren has walked this door as a white woman. Why in this society being a woman is also a marginalization, being a white woman still gives more freedom and opportunity than any other BIPOC within parentheses um, female will be afforded. And there's like a, a photo of a Native American dancing um, below. Um, below this small uh, art, um, uh, paragraph um, in uh, native tribal communities it's about being raised in the community speaking the language and being part of the community while there are issues of colorism among indigenous communities and lara skin will have an easier time of navigating this world than a dark native they share, they share some of same experiences because of what they as a community have seen and experienced at the hands of white colonial patriarchy patriarchy actually not patriarchy one does not live in a tribe she was not brought up seeing the horrors that these communities experience from society's continuous assault she hasn't seen firsthand the community that has the highest suicide rates, abuse, and murder by police. She has not seen firsthand this community that has higher rate of death by diabetes, diabetes, alcoholism. <coughs> Let me correct myself. I'm running so fast. I apologize, guys. Alcoholism uh, and homicide. She has been. She hasn't seen female friends and family in this community disappear because they also have the highest rate of women murdered, many of whom vanish while police put their resources towards white problems. She doesn't know because she walks the world as a white woman and the world shows her reflection of herself, a white woman. Rarens ridiculous need to prove within quotation she had indigenous ancestry to an orange muppet open up an increased flood gate of vitriol from both politicians trolls and racist scum online but since she's a white woman she doesn't have to experience the actual ramification in the energy communities do they are seeing an increase in why women argue that the DNA proves that they are nerves so they can wear Pocahontas costumes that the ones who have to worry that when someone online says all Indians should be killed within quotation that this someone might actually have the will and means to carry out that the ones still fighting to have Washington retire the racist Red Kings Redskins actually name why white women like Elizabeth Warren and Alyssa Milano cry out for equality while ignoring our most vulnerable. She also labeled herself as Native American during her time at Harvard and, and uh, University and uh, the University of Pennsylvania. While news resources are claiming that these didn't influence her getting the jobs, we must ask. If this school were happy to hire a white woman who says she's Native American, so that they can rave at their donors about how diverse within condition they are, white women 
claiming to be a minor within quotation damage actually BIPOC because a business would prefer to hire a white person who's 6% black the same as a group looking to diversify within quotation will hire a slew of white women looking at you Duolingo within quotation within parentheses actually and give themselves a self congratulatory pat on the back and yet Elizabeth and yet Elizabeth Warren uh, employed this tactic just to that to what uh, question with a question mark in the end prove something to the child commander within uh, actually with a, a question mark in the end again what damage that this game have on indigenous people and why did she feel it it was worth what did she felt it was worth it with a question mark in the end and even though she apologized for furthering confusion within uh, within quotation, many don't feel that is not. She apologized to the chief of the Cherokee Nation in private, and why that is uh, the group she claimed kinship with, it was not the only indigenous group affected. Warren should be seeking out indigenous groups to talk with, not only to publicly apologize, but to ask what she can do to help them. Right now, she doesn't care because she can get the other marginalized groups on her side. She won't need the indigenous, that is why. It's up to us, poor white caste, black people aside, in, no, it's up to us, yeah, actually. And, and there's a period, um, yeah, point in the end, apologize. Poor white cast black people aside in favor of treats and being slightly above black people rather than fight with us for equality. We can't do the same to our indigenous family. We need to make it clear that until she makes this right, she will not have our vote. How does she do that? With a question mark in the end. Talking with them is a great first step. Guys, I'm going to give you my personal take. Um, not going to even spend much time thinking about it sometimes i do when i read an article and it's difficult to um deliver a personal take i would say this to you um there is a there was a and actually uh there is a, a doctor an economic doctor phd uh, in economics um his name is uh, he's a black man his name is um uh, Claude Anderson and uh, and the documentary Hidden Cause film uh, I think part one yeah I think part one because it has four parts and there's a, a part five coming in uh, August I guess yeah I think in August 2019 so a few months away he talks about uh, was, I think a five dollar uh, Indian, there's something called five dollar Indians. So, what is basically is you know, at the, there was a, a time in history when um, the United States government wanted to recognize the First Nation, the, which who are the Indians. So, black and brown, because there were you know, there are some Indians who are black and some are brown. So the United States government wanted to recognize them. I can't remember 
which here by is probably in uh, the late uh, 18th century um, and um, what happened was at uh, like uh, some place like city halls you know people would go there and will try to register themselves you know uh, under the you know the paper you know like you know they are you know um, they're, they're Indians so what would happen is white people will come and they'll pay like five dollars or ten dollars to have the same benefits the federal government uh, was trying to give to the Indians so this is what is called the five dollar Indians and you guys can google it so and I think that's what happened so this is why sometimes you meet people in the street or classifies white people and they say I'm 10% Indian or I'm 5% Indian so most of them you know uh, Mr. Cole Anderson Dr. Cole Anderson he said that 90% of these uh, Indians they're not Indians they're fake Indians you know they classify themselves on papers uh, Indians will never uh, you know uh, they benefit you know from uh, this uh, identity so when it comes to uh, federal resources they want to classify themselves as Indians their sisters lie and most of these white people they know they know they just don't want to talk about it. so I think that's what happened with Elizabeth one she's been running with this uh, nonsense she's Indian she's because it's nonsense you know she does not have the drug. I bet I could be wrong but I bet you know, a uh, nine probably eight point nine percent. She's not Indian, you know. I bet because she has not, you know, done anything that benefits the Indians community, the First Nations community in the U.S. I've been in the U.S. for over five years, and I can tell you that, you know, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's this article I saw um, probably yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, yesterday was Sunday, yeah. I think it was Sunday, yeah. And uh, again, it was published uh, on the Medium magazine. In the Medium magazine, if you want. Um, so, and uh, actually, it was published on March 19th. and. I stumbled upon when I was, you know, looking for articles to read, um, and it's called, it's called, we are not going to have another American president for 20 years, right, uh, and they have a small, uh, title under the name of the article, and that reads, why middle class sucks is more toxic than masculinity. And it was uh, written by Marcus Key Darling. Uh, it's a minute read. So he's a creator, uh, creator, novera, uh, icon, no last, icon, no last, I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, an editor of Capital Wrestling, um, 
Nedra Ab at the MNDFCK podcast and uh, Icon Alliance. I don't know what that is again. You know. So let me just share with you guys this article. So I'm going to read it. It's not it's a little bit longer but it's fine. Let, let me just read it. Uh it reads the reason uh why we are now going to have a black president for at least another two decades has nothing to do with the fact that neither Kamala Harris nor Cory Brooker are electable candidates. Rather it's wise to understand that the average American black persons desire to approach and achieve a very traditionally middle class and white aesthetic by uh, which to define social success is actually toxic to African American social political growth if we're going to elect a black person it's a black person who maintains a foot in the struggle a foot in an evolved standard of black excellence an arm in wealth a hand in diversity and a constant eye in the back of his head staring down a uh, conservative and mainstream white it's these folks who are probably most troubling they're likely staring at a statue a status co shifting ever more left and getting more frightened and prone to incendiary revolutionary action by the second the best way to frame this discussion harkens back to 1974 and the time that the co-founders of the black panther party slipped along lines of white middle class appeal and nothing for black folks trying to advance in an America defined largely by white middle class traditions was the same ever again. Three years after, after staying while in prison for allegedly inciting a riot during the 1968 Democratic National Convention that within quotation to be revolutionary is to be an enemy of the state, quote, actually to be arrested for this struggle is to be a political prisoner within quotation black black actually planter party co-founder Bobby seal had traded in his blue collar leather jacket and prison blues for a more white collar and clearly white person appealing appearance consisting of stylish white silk ties and polyester suits while campaigning campaigning for the office of mayor of Oakland in California one year later seal and fellow panther uh, party co-founder who Newton the god the legendary were offered a script about the black panthers to be potentially turned into black exploitation film produced by Bert Schneider, the producer of Hippie Exploitation Road Masterpiece Easy Rider. 
with rumor that because Seal wanted nothing to do with, though lucrative, a film likely rooted in exploitive vibe, he turned down the opportunity. And above this more paragraph, actually, guys, I just sh- I share with you. There's a photo of the founder, actually the, the, the two founders of Black Panther Party. Uh, the first, obviously, uh, on the left, we have um, Bobby uh, Seal, and on the right, we have uh, Hugh Newton. You know, I wasn't familiar with Bobby Seal, but I know, uh, um, you know some uh, information, some. Um, you know, some obviously historical uh, infos about who and Newton. And actually, I'm going to do more. I'm going to really search more about him. You know, he was a, a revolutionary, guys. So I'm, I'm going to continue to read. I'm almost done with this article. Uh, and there's actually there's a, an, an audio. Actually, I mean, like a YouTube um, music to just attach it to it of um, a song called "Revolution" uh, will not be televised by the God Jill uh, Scott Heron. It's an amazing song. I love it. I'm gonna continue with the article, then I'm gonna give you my personal take on this one. Newton by um, 1974 was still very blue collar. Street ruler and African American appealing in his sensibilities and surroundings, he was still with the now declining in impact painters, more radical than ever. Let me check the time, 9:35. Okay, I'm hoping to wrap it up at 11. Yeah, surroundings. He was still with the now declining impact uh, painters, more radical than ever, surrounded by local Los Angeles gangsters and rumored to be a despotic and paranoid drug addict within quotation. His erratic behavior caused him to engage in action most drastic. According to Wikipedia, Newton denied an opportunity at a big budget film that likely would have yielded him in a significant financial windfall. Allegedly uh, beat Seal with a bull whip so badly that Seal required extensive, extensive actually, medical treatment for his injuries. America is a country governed by a document sign um, actually, not sign, but sign, um, in 1787 by 39 wealthy white men looking to govern a country of hardworking uh, other white men. Moreover, these white men create a society that honors and celebrates their religious rituals, social mores, and cultural phenomena. Phenomenons. Phenomenons, yeah, phenomenons, yeah. I meant, given those non-white who occupy American soil all share a history of surviving violent assaults against their race, gender, heritage, and/or character. There's obviously something a foot regarding how, quite frankly, evil it can be to want to be. If you're not ready, uh, identify as such, defined by any measure success similar to that. Of one's oppressor. There's this uh, song I'm gonna play um, in a couple minutes. Just uh, hang tight. Um, Will Scott, um, Heron. Yeah, one amazing song. Um, 
if a black person in America, it's impossible um, to, at this point, imagine how to be successful within. But without why America, five decades have uh, elapsed since Jill Scott Heron alluded to the guiding uh, of the query of a white tornado, white lighting, or white people within quotation in America's socioeconomic portrait of itself in the revolution will not be televised within quotation. If we stay long enough into jolly, bloviering visage of the current American president, is as if Richard Nixon's body has reanimated itself as a revolting undead blob, blob, I don't know what that is, beyond suddenly enough, after 50 years, America found itself right back where it started. There are influential black people preparing to engage in ideological combat for our hearts, souls, and futures. And just like the case of Bobby Seale going to hiding in the entire year of 1975 and the slow decline of Newton in the interior drug addict murdered in a crack cocaine deal gone wrong in 1989, the battle ends with nobody ultimately winning in the end. I'm not saying that someone should assault Kamara Harris for being a person of color or possibly prosecute other wrongly accused people of color. Nor am I asking for someone to slap Jack Holy Booker for the condition of inner city New York while he was the blackmailing linked to a surge in a white gentrification. But we say that there is something similar to Seal slash Newton Black Panthers slip in both of these confirmed uh, candidates having a greater swell of support in white color, black circles of a blue color, black circles that is important to note. Instead of being uh, great unifiers like Barack Obama, Booker, and Harris, our black force whose uh, social presentation could be taken as being bad and bougie. Bougie, actually, with quotation. Well, it's bougie in French. I just pronounce it in French. Approaching a certain level of bourgeois, miller cost, and potentially why appealing is to uh, esoterica, esoterica in your presentation instead of keeping real within quotation isn't wrong. By in doing so, in the face of black people who need jobs and money, plus are still demanding the self respect to define themselves and their own success. But both black and American standards that feel more aligned to black people and, and culture in America is wrong. It's the kind of thing that if accepted via election could potentially to black folks joining the ranks of folks who matters here at the government and not ready to take it anymore. Recently, Cameron Harris appeared on hip hop and black culture touchstone program, The Breakfast Club, within quotation. And there's a video of this uh, above to uh, this line I just read to you guys, which I'm not going to play because uh, it's uh, MCNBC and, uh, and and it's really dumb to play because they don't really say like interesting stuff. So it'll be a waste of time. Um, but if you guys are interested, there's a, uh, this video on YouTube. Um, and show me the guy and... Uh, Angela Yee, who appear on the uh, NCBC and try to defend uh, Kamara Harris against all the people who have been, you know, anti her 
uh, her as you know potential president and potential um, um, president uh, president nominee uh, for the 2020 presidential elections so I'm gonna continue with the article I'm almost done with it uh, once completed with the interview, the most significant topics discussed via social media users, especially those on Black Twitter within quotation, surrounded her uh, nothing that she did smoke marijuana plus as well that she defended her marriage to a white man. But maybe more damning than anything else, she claimed to have listened to Snoop Dogg and Dupac in college, given that she graduated with her Juris Dr. GD from the University of California. Hastings College of the Law in 1989 and Park and Snoop within quotation careers do not did not begin until 1990s. That is really impossible. Now, but on this moment with Nora White, female conservative camera, Tommy Lauren tweeting, Kami trying to be cool again. Kamala Harris says she listened to Snoop Dogg, Tupac while smoking weed in college before they made music, and he stings. The cool in this sentence, not a particular white cool, but definitely a black cool associated with a blue car working class black American aesthetic to which Harris has not been denied to have any connection. Within quotation, she tweeted. Regarding Booker Culture commenter, uh, commentator and the federal senior music editor Lawrence Bonet noted in a tweet regarding Cory Booker that, quote, I am voting for nobody who wear bootcut gyms with toms and no socks. In response, Booker tweeted, my dad always told me you got more degrees than the month of July, but you ain't hot. Can't say he was wrong here. Within quotation, the idea of black the a black man running for the office of president of the United States after a black fashion icon was in office is getting thrown Twitter and has a long tradition of being clowned by the idea that uh uh by by his father actually meant for his lack of fashion sense is damning. There is something in the idea that Booker's uh aspiration for white middle class respect. Uh, ability via education superseded his desire to stay fashion forward in a way that denies Booker's access to a level of uniquely African American defined American culture experience. This is much deeper than uh, not being a rap fan or wearing dad jeans though there's something in an african-american excellence in the country coming from a place of need as opposed to white excellence in the united states being derived from a place of want that limits the ability of black people to ever truly achieve comparable social or economic standing related to white people in the country achieving traditional white middle class success in america with the question mark it could be considered akin to being a person number one at the table for 10. You need a seat, but there's absolutely nobody who wants to give you one. On one level, it's because they are hungry, and though it appears to be the case after they get second, there's just not enough food to go around. On yet another best uh, 
on two centuries of perceived evidence you are just not social color fit for the group because black people need to discover the true meaning of what sustainable black excellence can look for someone now with the last name of Obama well probably a solid 20 years without another black American president in that time it's entirely possible that Alexander Ocasio-Cortez will conquer will concur having a president that is both Latins and a woman while Peter Buttigieg will handle being America's first gay chief executive while all this this is occurring and black folks are out the most interesting person in the room with the competition social political and cultural conversation in America something dram- dramatic needs to occur Jeez, this is a long ass article. But I'm almost done, guys. Just two paragraphs left. <clears throat> Gotta catch my breath. Let me take a sip of wine. By 2040, um, the notion of an all-encompassing, encompassing actually, black tradition of middle-class excellence needs to be preservative perversive actually part of American life there is to be a sense of what it means to be black and successful in the United States that feels entirely alien to anything that um, approaches traditional white values ascribed to success if this does not occur when there's a black person running for president in a white sectai and polyester suit who's perceived as not respecting all economic ties of black people plus is wholly unaware of culture touchstones and generally looks like for uh, look uh, like someone who opted to sell the soul of his community for an opportunity piece of paper that offers the appearance of eco not different falling with white people be worried if condition as their if condition as they are get worse there's a manic depressive black person who after nearly 75 years of seeing black people uh, supersede needing everything for a narrow shot at attempting to want more may as a thorough remissioned like who Newton is rumored to have done to Bobby Silla so that person with the bull whip causing extensive injuries, attempting as a person to achieve America's traditional white middle-class excellence is more toxic than masculinity. It's also that we will not have a black president for at least another 20 years. Guys, I'm gonna play the music um, by our guy, uh, the gorgeous garden. Let me pause the um, audio in the background. I'll be back once the music ends.
will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shapes of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29 district. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on search for tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Hall, women liberationists, and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes. Your son by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the rare earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.
So guys, I am back. I am back. I was on the phone. Uh, I went in my bedroom. I was on the phone. So, guys, my take on this first. Let me um, correct the um, write of this article because uh, it's foolish and also ridiculous to compare who and Newton. And Bobby Seale to Obama, Kamara Harris, uh, Barack Obama, yeah, Barack Obama, um, uh, Kamara Harris, and um, Cory Brooker. Because in any capacity, they can be put in one room. They can be put on one scale. They can be compared. You know, you have two black men who sacrifice their lives, who put themselves, you know, in the cross chairs. Barack Obama didn't do it. Barack Obama is a, a black man, generically speaking. From a generic standpoint, generically speaking, he's a black man. Um, Kamara Harris, too, generically speaking, um, she's a black woman. And as for Mr. Cole Brooker, he's a fully black man. He's not mixed. I don't think he's mixed at all. You know, back with the wrong. But generically speaking, again, he's too a black man. He's too a black person. These people have not achieved and will never achieve what uh, Mr. Uh, Seal and Newton have achieved or did achieve for black, actually did achieve because they, they already died for black people. They sacrificed themselves. So black person like myself can at least fight, you know, for the small chance, you know, than being allowed, because I'm being allowed, you know, for the small chance that we have, we can go to protest outside, give us jobs, give us employment. This is something they did. Kamara Harris did not do that shit. Uh, excuse my French. Uh, Brooker did not do that shit. Obama did not do that shit. They were planted like you plant seeds. And they can be crushed as you can crush in the end. You know? Yes, that's the truth here. And we, I'm actually, I'm always trying to keep it real. Or any of you know my guests, you know, I only have, only have like two. Uh, actually, I'm gonna try to link up with my brother, um, uh, Dante. Probably like uh, next year, I'm gonna try to see him though. There's some great insight. Um, so I'm gonna try to do it like next week. I'm gonna try actually to text him, you know, I gotta meet up with him. He's such a cool dude. Um, Recently, he was protesting against a um, bail hearing of uh, 
white supremacy who killed a brother uh, who's Somali American. So, and uh, he was in downtown at uh, the city hall protesting. I couldn't go there. Um, I wasn't feeling like when I go outside. And plus, but actually, that's not really the main reason I did not want. The main reason is, you know, I don't believe in protesting in something, you know, uh, that cannot go through. Meaning, uh, my voice, if it's not going to be validated through uh, my presence, then there's no reason. There are no, there are no reasons to protest. But to go back to this, uh, uh, what I was telling you to my take on this is you know the, the issue is not to have a black president you know in uh, 20 or 5 years the issue is to have an economic black empowerment you know and this is we can have even a black president in 2020 you know if we do not have a black economic empowerment He's gonna just be like a goddamn statue for us. He'll be like uh, the Obama administration. He'll be like Obama. Nothing will come of his presidency or her presidency if, if you know, you know, America like Kamala Harris. And also, you have to understand when you're elect- when you're electing an official. You know, let's put aside. Uh, uh, President Trump and President Nixon, those who you know were in position to find themselves, um, you know, let's take in consideration other president who were not in position to find themselves, who funded them to campaign, you know, who funded their rallies, who funded their uh, campaign staffers. It's why white classify white owned entities. That's what people need to understand. You know, you cannot unlect, meaning you cannot um, not decide who the vote should be if you do not have an economic empowerment. Dr. Kurt Anderson uh, speak about in his book, Power Economics. You guys should order, you know, on Amazon. So... That is my take on this article. You know, we need first black economic empowerment. And after that, before we get a president, we can hold accountable these West soldiers, these white supremacists who have invaded uh, the law enforcement, the courtrooms, the um, school institutions, college, high school, middle school, you know, um, kindergartens. You know, military institutions, governmental institutions, state institutions, federal institutions, you know. That's how it gets done. And then, if it's necessary, we can get it. If we are able to, you know, obtain all these things I just mentioned, we can easily you know, elect our own representation in the higher office, which is the White House. But if we are unable to obtain this, all this together, we cannot achieve 
nothing. We can still get a black president, but it's female, male, gay, lesbian, queer, transgender, non-binary, you know, trans man, trans woman, trans femme, and black queer. Nothing will change about sufferings. Black economic empowerment. That is the first and foremost thing to get. Guys, I'm approaching the end of one hour. Um, uh, um, top, you know, limit. Um, recording uh, segment on Anchor podcast so this is the first part i'm gonna catch you uh in the next part uh stay tuned Welcome guys, welcome, welcome, welcome back, welcome back. This is the second segment. Uh, I'm gonna read you one article um, on a Black Voices uh, um, part category, and I'm gonna move on uh, to another category, which is you know queer uh, news, uh, Black queers or the regular queer news, generally speaking. So yeah. So this article it's called the continuous assault on human rights and uh, it can be found on medium um, um, magazine and it was written by uh, dog sky lady uh, on may 19th 
so which was that Sunday yeah and it's a seven minute read it's an amazing article I love it and there is there has been a lot of white women screaming about the assault on women's rights dressing up in handmaid's tail attire to emphasize where this country is headed however fights for equality have been happening and it's been headed in this direction for a while now quite simply a lot of people didn't notice for the same reason many of us didn't notice social media and the 2016 election those who combine were the catalyst for white women in particular because they realized that if a pussy uh, grabbing uh 23 sexual assault allegations scars could be elected could be elected president the day white women were vulnerable the fight for women's right like civil rights has been a continued arduous fight and they have both been slowly eroded over time this is all considered effort and part of the problem is that the problem within quotation was allowed to remain the problem of uh, uh, the problem is a lack of unity that has led to the current and dangerous climate should i say with a question mark and there's a photo do you want the future of decency equality and real social justice there's like a this poster on a tree attached to a tree so that's the photo um that I'm describing here and obviously there's a blurry um side of the photo in the back um uh laws that deal with quality of uh live for particular groups is often depending on where you are unhelpful the reason being that the people who were tasked with enforcing the law were the same one vehemently against granting basic human rights that is why after slaves were freed and black people were given the right to vote via the 15 amendment southern states such as Texas, Louisiana and Alabama who had the same racist politicians in charge implemented a poll tax to prevent black people from voting this poll tax has actually had also been used prior to disenfranchise poor whites and was now used to primarily target black people racism does not have an on/off switch why they were, why then was the enforcement and implementation of these rights given to the same people who made it clear they would do whatever they could to prevent these rights from being applied with a question mark why have we continued to constantly put representatives and government officials in charge of this when they are vocal that those rights should only go to a select few with a question mark pre/post obama there's like a photo big poster uh, there is power and equality of a black woman and her afro there's this engraved um called power and equality and on the floor around us like 
power and people like this is a big for a big post you guys should check it out uh, if you want more if you want to know more about this photo and it's a photo by uh, at m a n a 5280 on unsplash so it must be like a digital website something like that digital art website I can't know. I can't know specifically. You guys should check right if you're interesting in this um, uh, photo post. Yeah, I'm gonna continue. Uh, I'm almost done, guys, um, with this article. Obviously, mass incarceration was expected to be the centerpiece to securing a white supremacy society. It was steadily climbing ever since they started running up former slaves for vagrancy and it boomed in the 90s under clinton blacks currently account for about 40 percent of the prison population despite being only 13 percent um residents if we factor our ethnic groups latins asians the amount is closer to 60 percent of people in carcere are non-white Whereas us white people make up about 65 up to 70% of the population in the U.S. and only 39% of the prison population. Even more damning is the majority of people behind bars uh, that have not been convicted of a crime. They are behind bars because they are too poor to pay the bill to get out. This is what they want. A society where the laws will continue to benefit white people. Despite this targeted effort from both political parties to strip rights away from BIPOC, Republicans realize more needed to be done. Closing voting locations in predominantly black and brown communities was a major step, particularly after the election of Obama in 2008. Republicans realized that it wasn't enough to use mass incarceration to target these communities because, after all, Obama still won with record voter turnouts. They needed to close more voting stations at times, leaving all but one open for mass so that lands will be so long that most people will have to live without voting. They are so passing restric restrictive voter ID laws, poll tax, to further limit the amount of non-white people who can vote in upcoming elections. The attacks on females. Now we have an organized assault on women's rights that, for the first time in decades, has a great likelihood of succeeding. Now that every state has superb laws to protect females, laws varying by state still clearly hold the value of the females life and bar in the tower to no regard. Many states allow a rapist to marry the child, some as young as 12 within parentheses. They raped if they have parental and slash or judicial consent and if the victim is pregnant. North Carolina still has a law that once sex has begun, you can't take away consent. New York, up until recently, recently had no law that would prevent cops from claiming consensual sex with the person they had in custody. One of the person is of course they want and have always wanted to control females. 
women's rights have always been an uphill battle and rights were never dealt uh, evenly to all women. Roe versus Wade became president only in 1973. However, yet again, the people elected to office uh, both then and now are people who want to take away a woman's right. Another reason is future demographics. By 2050, white people in the U.S. will be the minority. A surefire way to postpone that date is to make sure white women are not allowed to have an abortion. If abortion once again becomes the law of the land, the white population will increase. Because black women are four times more likely to die from childbirth related complications than black bears. Black babies are almost three times more likely to die bef uh, uh, before they are a year old. They don't need to worry about other ethnicities. All they need to do is to continue giving them support, uh, health care, and the rest will take care of itself. Last is this uh, is this will also aid Republican in future elections because if a white woman does illegally have an abortion, whether or not she serves jail time, it will be relevant. She will be a felon. Felons in most states still do not have their voting rights reinstated after serving their sentence. That's less people able to vote for or against the conservative Republican agenda. The attempt to do all this is now why they have a president who has no regard for anyone, anyone now white and male. While the Supreme Court is stuck with conservative justices and lower courts are being filled with Republican judges, it was always a battle for rights. Both BIPOC and women, however, many people are just now noticing because of who is in office and who's being targeted because you haven't stood with us black people and other ethnic groups especially those that exist at an intersection like black women are typically on the front lines for both civil and women's rights the main reason being that they understand that white people often fail to grasp an attack on one group's right is an attack on all rights. Eventually, they can and will come for everyone. Many white people only come to fight and lift their voices in the sense when it is something that targets them. If white people, not just BIP, was seen in immediate danger, um, how far we will be in a stronger place now. If it was made clear that dismantling civil and women's rights isn't just in belief or opinion within quotation, but something that automatically disqualifies you from running for office as well as any position in education, will be somewhere else, but these are always issues we can talk about and don't have to see eye to eye on. Be that as it may uh, be the cause for concerns on all fronts is warranted because the situation is dire. In the fight for equality and against racism, 
we have barriers like mass incarceration, segregated school, and uh, attacking affirmative action, voter suppression via voter restrictions, and the loosening of key parts of the Voting Rights Act, which left states known for targeting certain racial slash uh, ethnic groups' ability to vote to freely implement changes to again target those groups without. Uh, the ones require federal oversight. We now have stricter abortion bans being pushed through Georgia, Alabama, Ohio, Mississippi. Title IX under Bitso divorce is loosening protections for victims of sexual harassment and assault. We need to fight together, but we need to see why people standing by us and not giving the odd. Let's deal with first and we will work on what you need within quotation. It needs to be all of it. We need them to understand that civil rights and women's rights are human rights that we all are entitled to regardless of race, sexuality, and religion. We need to make our voices heard in unity or there is going to be no one left legally allowed to fight back. That's an interesting piece. By the end, it's Mm, you know, a little bit awake. And it's not an attack on, uh, you know, gender writer because she's a woman. Um, or on her, you know, financial background, some, something like that. No. Actually, uh, in the article, there's like, a, you know, all people, like different kind of background, different kind of ethnicities, uh, standing with post, you know, resist the rise, stop racism, that. No to abortion, etc. My take on this one is this, guys, is, you know, black people, we should stop begging um, other, other ethnicities, other people who are classifying uh, as white and non-white. We should stop begging them to stand with us because they don't beg us stand with them that's my first take and the second take on this article uh, is you know um, I would say that you know why women they have their own agendas which is to keep having baby and it's not really going you know I mean actually not having baby but let me correct myself in my experience with why women they just want one thing. They want freedom, you know. Um, they want freedom to choose for what they want in their lives, for what they want to be in their lives. Uh, freedom to be happy, you know. To, you know, have the craziness as like other white men have been entire for um, the last 400, over 400 years. And, uh, and as for white men, they want uh, their uh, numbers of uh, their next offsprings being doubled, tripled. And unfortunately, it's not going their, in their way. Uh, it's not happening the way they want it because the numbers are being dec- uh, decreased every single year, every single day, every single minute, every single second. So, because genetically, the generic are not too strong to fight the diseases 
uh, attacking their skins uh, what is their white man white woman and uh, they don't have the melanin those who have a melanin they are really um, you know like people like in turkeys even though they're not classified as white but some some of them are classified white um, or people like in Israel some of them they are really surviving uh, little by little but um, uh, generally speaking white people also are not really surviving they're not reproducing as they used to so look guys there's something you cannot battle even with uh, the billions and the trillions you may possess you know you may own you may fund um entities that worth billions millions hundred millions even trillions there's something you cannot battle and this is um a biological uh, demise you know this is something you cannot battle a genetic biological demise you cannot battle uh that thing you know only god can you cannot as a human being and that's what horrify all these uh, white people you know this is why you see all these big numbers of you know mass killings by cops mass incarcerations mass biological warfare so yeah it's crazy so I think we're gonna move on the black queer news um, we're gonna share with you guys uh, about this article uh, where you guys can find the article on blacklesbianlovelab.com I repeat this article that I'm about to share with you guys in black queers category section it's called um, actually the, the, the website name it's called blacklesbianlovelab.com dot com and the article in question uh it's called where every black female fears dating by a black butch so i repeat it's called where every black farm uh, not female but farm uh fears when dating a black butch so actually i'm not gonna share that this is more about like you know intersexual thing between black lesbians i don't want to share that i want something that is more touching you know something like evolves the community helps the community to heal and you know uh flourish so let me dig more on other websites like uh, um, like Orostrad, I guess. Actually, there's one uh, article on Half Post, and it's part of a uh, queer news section on this podcast. Uh, this article is on halfpost.com, and it's called 
Christian shelter defends choice to reject homeless transgender women. So that's the article, and it was written by uh, Carol Kurvila. So the article in question, um, I'm gonna read it uh, to you guys, and I give my personal take. Um, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is best known for supporting uh, a oh lord. Eleven past three, um, almost, almost eleven. So, the Alliance defending freedom, which is best known for supporting a baker who refused to make a cake for a gay wedding, is representing the organization. A conservative action. Correct <clears throat> myself. I was just trying to take a sip of my wine. With my one actually, so I'm gonna read it. Uh, a conservative Christian law firm that once defended an evangelical, evangelical actually, Becker, who refused to bake a cake for a gay couple, is now representing a Christian charity that refused to let a homeless transgender woman stay in its overnight shelter. The Hope Center, which is also known as the Downtown Soup Kitchen, wants to continue bearing transgender women from sleeping in its overnight shelter for homeless women and the alliance defending freedom is supporting it in its fight. Anchorage, Alaska, where the Hope Center is located, has a city law prohibiting discrimination based on sexual orientation, orientation or gender identity. During a court hearing on Friday, ADF lawyers asked U.S. District Judge Sharon Gleason for a preliminary uh, injunction against the city's government and Equal Rights Commission, claiming that enforcing the anti-discrimination law will threaten Hope Center's religious freedom. All Americans should be free to live out their faith and serve their neighbors, including the battered and homeless, without being targeted or harassed by the government, ADF lawyer uh, David Cordman said in a statement with a quotation. In response, civil lawyers have asked Gleason to refrain from making a decision about the case until the Equal Rights Commission's actual commission includes its uh, concludes its investigation of the Hope Center. The charity has reportedly refused to provide information about its public funding, which will help determine whether it is a, a place of public accommodation that could be required to follow the anti-discrimination law, the city stated in court doc- documents. Ryan Stewart, an assistant municipal attorney, said Friday that the investigation into the Hope Center is on hold, largely because the shelter has refused to cooperate, the Associate Press reports. The Hope Center is faith-based subkitchen, occupational training center, and homeless women's shelter. Men and women are able to access the center during the day, but it only allows people who are assigned female birth to stay overnight. The center houses its overnight guests in one large open room. 
most of the women the short accepts overnight have uh, um, overnight have been accused or have been victims of sex trafficking they have certain court failings the center cause a person's sex and memorable god-given gift within quotation court document state the controversy over the hope center shelter policies started january last january when a transgender woman identifying court document as jc door within quotation was dropped off at the shelter by police officers though had after polo being removed from another local shelter for starting a fight in its complaint, the ADF maintains that Doe was injury-aggressive and inebriate when she arrived at the center. The ADF says Doe was turned away for violating the center's policy requiring overnight guests to be sober. Now, because her journey identity, the Hope Center reportedly paid for a cab that transported uh, Doe to the local uh, hospital for the night. Doe returned uh, the next day and was turned away again this time for arriving during a time when the shelter was not accepting new guests guesses uh guest actually they did claims dollar file complaint with Anchorage Equal Rights Commission alleging that she had been discriminated against on the basis of her gender identity the complaint prompted an investigation and there's a further of uh, Dennis, an attorney with the Christian law firm Alliance um, Defending Freedom. So there's a four of the lawyer. The ADF argues homeless shelters should be exempt from Anchorage's anti-discrimination law that the Equal Rights Commission's investigation of the center has been relevant, overreaching, and harassing within quotation. The EDF has also that has also argued that sleeping alongside a transgender woman would traumatize many of the shelters overnight guests. Many of the women downtown at the downtown Hope Center serves have suffered uh, rape physical abuse and domestic violence they shouldn't be forced to sleep or disrobe in the same room as a man adf attorney dennis howell said in a statement barrel women need a safe place to stay but incredibly encourage is trying to take that place away within quotation jesus christ i'm not gonna read the whole article guys this is a long article and yeah but i've read the uh necessary uh, details in the article um, so what I can tell you guys is this um, you know it is wrong it is wrong my first day on this one is first of all encourage has the uh, has um, Legalize same-sex marriage, um, and I encourage it seems to be an open place, you know. So I mean, it's the middle of nowhere, you know. Let's be honest; it's up north, uh, near to the um, 
um, Canada and it's freaking cold up there so I don't know what to tell you guys to be honest all I can say is it's the shelter guys you know there must be a way to accommodate her you know I mean there's no reason for her to sleep in the cold guys you know you know this is no fashion contest guys and it, and if it would have been actually you know it's still not you know a reason to deny you know a human being's right this is a human being's right and this is not this is this is a normal you know she may have been disruptive you know i'm not dismissing that claim but and i'm also not dismissing her right you know i'm not trying to deny her right she has the right to have the proper accommodation as any other female you know these people are bringing you their own personal beliefs this has nothing to do with your personal belief you know when in the um because uh, keep in mind they are serving the city somehow they have deals they have they have a business deal meaning you know every person who goes to that shelter the government has some tax break they give tax break that shelter so to me they're serving the city and they should abide by the city laws by the state laws you know but the federal state laws or the city laws you know dig that's how it should go I'm looking for some stories to share with you guys. Ah, Lord. There's this story coming from Texas. It's a tragic story. Uh, I read it a few hours ago. I just read like a paragraph. So I'm gonna read to you. Uh, um, it was a very tragic story. Um, it's in it's in queer voices section, and uh, you guys can read it. Uh, the name of the article. Um, it's called transgender woman beaten by a mob last month is found shot to death and this article was you know written on may 20th which is today uh six hours ago um uh by mariana fang um so they have a small video um 
so let me try to play it let me see if there is a it's not just what transition you know you could hear something let me see unfortunately you can't hear anything it's just some transitions and some music um the background anyway um hold up i'm gonna put the background music on okay it's working i'm gonna read the article guys and i'm gonna you know really i think i've covered this news about this stranger and a woman though so sad and tragic um i'm gonna read the article um to you guys so tragic and hits home because i have a transgender uh acquaintance you know he used to be a friend he's not even a friend anymore but i still care about him as human being you know so i'm gonna read to you guys um Mohalia Booker 20 Mohalasi actually Booker 23 founded in Dallas is at least the fourth transgender person in the US all of them black women to be slain this year a transgender woman takes was brutally beaten by a mob last month in a possible hate crime was found shot to death over the weekend Dallas police said officers found Mulasia Booker 23 lying face down on the street in East Dallas early Saturday. Police said at a press conference Sunday she was pronounced dead at the scene. Police said they had no suspect or leads in what they call homicidal violence. within quotation and did have enough information to determine whether Booker's killing was motivated by hate. Dallas Mayor Mike Rawlings, uh, Democrat uh, elected, mourned Booker's death in a tweet Sunday, in a tweet Sunday, and called on people with any info information to tell the police. Booker was attacked at Dallas apartment complex on April in what police called an apparent act of mob violence after she was involved in a minor car crash. People in the crowd kicked and punched her, police said, and the men later identified as Edward Thomas, beat her to the point of unconsciousness, and was charged with aggravated assault. Booker suffered a facial fraction of the injuries. She told police that she heard homophobic slurs from the crowd. Police classified the incident as a possible hate crime. Cell phone video of the violence captured by witness went viral. Transgender people, particularly women of color, face disproportionate rates of violence in the United States. Booker is at least the fourth transgender person in the U.S. to be slain this year. According to the Human Rights Campaign, all were black women. Last week, Claire Legato, a black transgender woman in Cleveland, died after being shot in the head. According to a human rights campaign report last year, at least 128 transgender people were killed in the U.S. from 2013 to 2018. Almost 90% of them were women 
about 80% were women of color and almost 70% were black women. Nearly two-thirds of transgender people died from gun violence. Uh, let me open the uh, link when you know, she was attacked. Let me see if there's a video. Yeah, unfortunately. I think you can find it on the web, guys. Okay, guys. Let me sip the wine for a minute, guys. My take on this, you know, is unfortunately, is unfortunately that this woman was not protected, you know, under the penal code system. She was not. She was not offered the legal uh, uh, protection. So, and again, keep in mind, it's Texas. Like I say, like I, I like to say, Texas, uh, and I can add Alabama. Apologies. Uh, <clears throat> all these southern states, um, they represent the bunkers of white supremacists. You know, uh, black people are being harmed, killed, hunted, slaughtered, jailed, raped by all these white supremacists, and no justice gets served. Nothing. Nothing. So I think there is a Lavin Cox. I think that's her name, right? Famous transgender black woman. I think she said something. Let me try to play to see if something she said. This is some video transition, but uh, this time I can stand before you. Whereas in other scenarios, we are at a memorial. Our time to seek justice is now. So she's the fourth transgender person to be killed this year. So guys, that was the end. Um, it's a short video, guys. Short video.
so there's this article from Pink News, and uh, uh, it was published on May 18th. Pink News, it's uh, a queer magazine uh, from UK. Um, so it was this this article that I'm about to read to you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna also gonna read you the name of the article. It was published on May 18th at 11:55 in the morning by Adam Medman. It reads, uh, it's called actually the the name of the article. It's called "Young Chicago Couple Kicked Out of Restaurant for Hugging." So, um, this article. I'm going to read to you guys. Um, so it reads, A young couple, a young gay couple actually, uh, were told to leave after they hugged one another while at a restaurant in Chicago. Kendall Anderson and his boyfriend, Pedro Sevic, were with a group of friends at the Big Boy Giro's restaurant in Chicago when a man came up to them and told them off for hugging. Anderson told CBS Chicago that the man who they believed to be an employee at the family-run restaurant said, I quote, we can't have two guys hugging in here. The man then told the students within quotation, we, quote, we don't want your can here anyway, as they were leaving. The couple who both attend Lentech High School across the road from just the from the restaurant told CBS Chicago he said something to reflect of it if it was a guy and a girl it would be okay but we can't allow two boys the man who the student said was involved told CBS reporters that he was just a customer and staff did not respond to requests to comment school school it was a disheartening what did they what school oh, I don't know what that is uh, an email sent by the school to parents and students said the incident will be addressed in person by Lentech administration within quotation as a school we are disheartened because our students were treated with disrespect and made to feel unwelcome as a community we stand strong and we want to make it clear that the Lentech does not stand for discrimination of any kind and the Lala say, we will not tolerate the hatred and we will support an organization that promotes hatred of any kind. We support any student, staff, and community members that choose to support big boy girls, within quotation. Len is such an accepting and welcoming environment, said Julie Julie, actually, Mar, a sophomore at the school and friend of both Anderson and Savick. Speaking to Block Club Chicago, Mar said, I quote, I don't want to be giving man, my money and my attention to a business that participates in that kind of behavior. I have many friends and acquaintances who have told me they won't be eating a big boys anymore. Married added that the pair were still upset following the interaction at the restaurant. They're still hurt and shocked. It's a very hard thing, especially since one of them only came out to have faced something for the first time she said. And that's the end of the article, guys. I'm going to read to you guys the uh, actual... I'm going to play the video. I think there's a 
I thought there was a video attached to it, but yeah, yeah I think there's a video. Let me play the video. You guys can hear more, and uh, I can, you know, give you my personal take. And we're approaching actually, uh, one hour of you know, uh, limit, um, uh record segments and after that i'm gonna i uh, probably like 10 10 minutes yeah and a wrap wrap a wrap wrap and I, I, i'm gonna add another segment and a piece to get in the end and i'm gonna wrap it up yeah and that'll be all for tonight so stay tuned Lame Tech Jr. Kendall Anderson says he's still rattled by what happened to him and his boyfriend Peter Sevig at a local restaurant. The teens say they went to Big Boy Hiro's across the street from the Northside High School Monday with a group of friends. Anderson says he gave Sevig a hug and then a Big Boy employee said, We can't have two guys hugging in here. And then he said something to the effect of it, uh, if it was a guy and a girl it would be okay but he can't allow two boys. The teens, stunned, say they moved to leave we did decide to leave but they say the employee continued and right before we left he said um get out we don't want your kind here anyway and that was that was that and he, he actually said get out we don't want your kind here yes, yes. the students say this is that employee who said talk to somebody about the, your customers Another big boy employee told us to turn the camera off, which we did. No one inside the restaurant would talk to us further on the record, but the incident prompted Lane Tech's administration to get involved. They sent this email to students and parents stating, we want to make it clear that Lane Tech does not stand for discrimination of any kind, adding, this incident will be addressed in person by Lane Tech's administration. To understand that my school respects and values students like me and like my friends, is very important. Sophomore Jolie Marr posted about the incident with some replying the teens were just loitering or putting their feet up on tables. I have seen a lot of those comments on like a social media and whatever and I would just like to say that they are completely false. I spent about 10 minutes inside the restaurant speaking with that other employee and left my information. No one has called with any comment. I also reached out to CPS 24 hours ago and repeatedly today to find out how or if the matter was addressed. A spokesperson failed to get back to me tonight. In the newsroom, Dana Kozlov, CBS2 News. Erica. Okay, Dana, thank you. Guys, and that's the end. Um, well, you know... Um, Discrimination is real for the queer community, especially under uh, this government. But it has always been the case, even under President Obama. So um, it's crazy. But all I can tell you is, you know, this um, couple, they're gonna, the couple. Um, uh, it does matter because obviously um, they need to stand tall and uh, ready uh, because this is going to keep happening. But they just need to um, um, learn how to respond, you know. Meaning, it's not like they didn't not respond. I'm just trying to you know, share with you guys that, you know, this is real for queer people, you know, and especially for black queers, you know, I just share with you guys, you know, an article before I share this article, 
by a transgender woman who was attacked on April 12, okay, I believe, last April 12 this year, and um, recently she was killed. So this is real. And when I said they need to learn how to respond, it means like they need to learn that this is gonna be a journey, you know, that will be present in their existence. And they need to learn how to live with it, you know. They will be asked to leave. They will be um, attacked because of their own identities. It's real. So I'm gonna kind, you know, read you like uh, two more articles and I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to feel a little bit tired, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, and I guess because I've been had a long day. But anyway. So, yeah, this. Uh, this magazine is an amazing magazine. I found out about this magazine almost like three years ago. So, yeah, three years ago, actually. Over three years ago. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing magazine. It talks about everything that goes on, um, that happened and, um, within the spectrum of queers, communities around the globe. Uh, yeah. So, I am looking, it's more, some of, some of the articles about entertainment, I'm, I'm not really that much interesting in there so I want to see let's try UK I'm sure about America let me try UK see what they're saying about UK when it comes to queer news I've opened so many tabs Let me try to call some. We played the music in the background. Uh, meanwhile for interesting articles about queer communities. I think we should, I mean, oh, black people, I said, oh, we should start, you know, um, covering black queer news, you know, there's not, there are not enough black news out, black queer news outlet out there, you know, it's very hard to find black queer news, you know, very hard.
I'm gonna have to catch up with you guys in the third segment because I'm reaching the um, recording segment limit, which is an hour, and we are at the 54 minutes 25 seconds. So, see you in the next segment.
guys i am back i am back i am back i am back i just subscribed uh to one of the sections on media magazine app in the middle of the volume uh i think it's um it's called uh <coughs> apologize um let me see first I think it's called LGBTQIA. Yeah, I was hoping more like a queer, which is, I heard it's more inclusive, but I could be wrong. Um, so I'm gonna share with you guys two articles about queers and I'm gonna wrap it up uh, for tonight. And tomorrow I'm gonna share more. Cause I think, no, not tomorrow because I'm walking. Uh, yeah, I ended up picking up a shift. Someone who, you know, Bombay coming to work. Uh, no more work with him, but tomorrow he was supposed to be on, but he has other things to do. Um, so I picked up his shift. So, so that's that's so that means like tomorrow and the day after tomorrow, which is gonna be Wednesday, I am really gonna, um, you know be busy with work and tomorrow i think i'm gonna be able to have time to record a podcast segment like i did tonight but if everything works well on thursday i'll be back thursday night i'll be back here i'm thinking of recording thursday night but at least i have two more days or three more days uh, I have at least two days or three days worth of podcast segments. So one each or two each it depends on how um, I'll be navigating these days. So if I'm so busy, probably one. If I'm not too busy, two. You know, so it could be more. It could be more than three podcast segments on the way. Three or four. You know, we will see. Anyway, let me get right to it. Um, so I am back on um, Medium Magazine, as you just heard. Medium Magazine has a uh, this section called LGBTI, I believe. Q. Uh, so it's yeah LGBTIQIA. So and uh, I've been very skeptical of subscribing to it. I'm actually following the section because I did check like two weeks ago the section. I was not really impressed because it was more about entertainment and not really fully. Um, I would say more filled with insight it was more about uh not really interesting subjects you know it was like more about random stories and then that really do not connect with the lgbtqi um you know audience so but without further ado let's dig deep so just two article like i say to article and i'm gonna wrap it up but tomorrow i promise more i promise i'm uh, not tomorrow but 
uh, today I'll be back probably on Thursday and Friday. I'm gonna really drop a lot of you know um, topics um, um, about queers. So I'm gonna dig more. I'm gonna dig deep more. Uh, Medium has a lot actually. I just realized you know um, recently they've been dropping like like a lot of stories that I've just saved in my saved section on the app um it was they were dropping may so yeah so let me get right to it um so there's uh the first article i'm gonna share in this segment small segment uh the end of this podcast segment uh it's called trans men are not butch women that doesn't mean we can't be allies. I'm going to repeat myself. Uh, this is the name of the article that I'm about to share with you guys. The first article from this small podcast segment uh, at the end. It's called, Trans men are not butch women. That doesn't mean we can't be allies. And it was written by Aaron Phoenix on May 14th. And um, he's a, one of the top writers. He's a, a trans and Chicano activist, speaker, writer, thinker, genderqueer, drag, spoken word, um, performance artist, host on the live gay talk show. It's happening out. Uh, I'm receiving a phone call. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pause a bit, a minute. So I'll be back. I wasn't uh, an acquaintance, so I'm gonna call her back. So again, this is the profile, the medium profile of the writer. So his name is Aaron. Phoenix, and I think he associated himself. He actually classified himself as a he, you know, even though he's a gender queer and trans, uh, and she kind of activists and more and more. So, so I'm gonna read uh, to you guys the article. We are far from being at odds with each other, as remarkably different but intersecting communities. Before I knew that trans guys existed, a lot of people in my life tried to shove me into the butch slash ducks slash stud uh, within quotation label, and for a while I tried hard to conform to it. My masculine energy and sense of self, what expressed or perceived, was automatically associated with being a butch woman. Today I read an article in which self-identified within parentheses Butch Woman discusses her relationship to womanhood and rejects the idea that butchiness within quotation has anything to do with masculinity at all. Rather, butch within quotation is her feminine identity. Being butch within quotation is the thing that is feminine about her. Her words are eye-opening to me. Living in rural South Carolina during my middle school and early high school years, I began to explore things. 
had to change my the name of uh actually the the music in the background um where were we where were we uh, i'm trying to find myself again in the article I began to explore such things as gender and sexuality. Man, I heard over and over that if I wanted to be or felt like or acted like one of the boys within quotation, that meant I must be a lesbian. As a result, I problematically mis misidentified myself as a dyke within quotation for years despite constantly dating men. I had exactly one girlfriend during the eight year or so time in which I clung to that belt within parentheses, even the word lesbian within quotation always sat wrong with me and made me dysphoric. I rejected in a favor of dark within quotation, despite the multiple problematic layers I should have unpacked because I associate that hell with masculinity. I also carry the wrong assumption that all butch and butch adjacent women, if not all lesbians, expected to be perceived as being in close proximity, elegant, personality wise, within parentheses, to men. As it turns out, in the words of gender queer poet Andrea Gibson, I am as butch as Swedish male figure scatter within quotation, and it's true, refreshing, and intriguing to her actual butch uh, woman confirming what I know that the two are not necessarily the same a masculine woman a butch woman and a feminine trans man walking to bar dress getting within parentheses are going to show up with three entirely different energies and experiences three entirely different ways of moving through the world not only are these labels and identities unique to each individual who embrace them, but they are also distinct from one another in a big picture, more fundamental way. This realization opens up about deep and important questions I find myself grappling in with, and I believe will benefit a society greatly to grapple with as well. What is feminine? What is masculine? How are those things different from femalenesses and malenesses? With the question in the question mark in the end, how it has that some people can be like I am, embodying characteristics and mannerism widely considered feminine, yet com completely showing their male security, regardless of whether they are cisgender or transgender. Am I in fact feminine at all, or this is my brand of masculinity? With the question mark in the end. I'm almost done, guys. Actually, I'm gonna wrap it up with this on uh, this only article because uh, I'm approaching almost twelve um, um, midnight, and I want I want to drop on today Monday, and if I drop on midnight on midnight, it'll be on Tuesday. It will sound like you know I record on Tuesday. So, and I don't want that. I want it just to come out on Monday. Uh, 
While our traits like softness or beauty or nurturing associate with feminineness and strength or agility or pride associated with maleness, while we know that any gender can firstly embody any of those traits with a question mark in the end, many argue that gender, particularly the way in which we define, express, and perceive this marriage social construct meant to maintain order in a colonialist, capitalist, and patriarchal society, and I agree, but only to an extent. Through it, though, my experience and relationship uh, with gender may be, I know in some ways of my son and spirit, I'm male. And every time I, I am asked, in some areas of my son and spirit, I'm male. And every time I ask, which is frequent within parentheses, I maintain that the only way I know is that I know. I don't say that as a tongue-in-cheek job at his curiosity. I can rattle off specifically what is feminine or what is masculine about me, at least in the sense of our Western culture's categorization. Categorization. Categorization, I meant. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. I'm tired. Of various traits, but when it comes to what makes me male, it's a different method of measurement entirely, and an intrinsic sense of self that can be determined or swayed by the same cultural standards. On the surface, it always seems to be that only trans people are made to examine and reflect our gender and really analyze what it means to us. No one asks, asks a cis person, are you really, really a... With a question mark, with a question, I found myself defined to ask my cisgender friends, but how do you know with a question mark and parentheses? I found myself dying to ask my cisgender friends. I already did that one, sorry. I'm going to know and understand the Botch and Botch Addison women. I've had the privilege of listening to, I've been introduced to a different and measurably vulnerable pers- perspective on gender and on gendered oppression, primarily, of course, mis- misogyny. I've been validated both in assertiveness of my own transmasculine and the reassurance that we are far from being at odds with each other's remarkably different but intersecting communities. With all the stories of as of late hiring a pattern of vitriolic transphobia among lesbians, reminders that allies exist within all facets of society and all marginalized subgroups are much needed and help to restore my faith in the movement for equity and equality. It's a conversation I hope to continue to force in the effort to elevate our understanding and sense of solidarity among the LGBTQ plus community. We don't have the same to characterize that our differences rather than dividing us and fostering fear and mistrust can bring us together. Guys, my take on this one, uh, um, it's very simple, you know. This is an identity issue, you know. I'm not saying that it's simple in a way, you know, this article is structured, but I'm saying it's simple uh, in the way that, you know, if you want to really, like, um, you know, to portray this toughness, this, um, you know, strong identity, you have to do it 
uh, through the lens of writing uh, a history, a history of who you really are, you know, as a person who's who's classified this uh, specifically, you know, whether you're lesbian, uh, non-binary, etc. So, uh, because if you look for validation throughout the history, we have, you know, experience and we're able to, you know, to see that, you know, um, the validation will not come easily. And in some possible, in some cases, it won't come. It will never come, you know, because there's always this, uh, there's going to be all this marginalization. So we need to understand that. And the writer needs to understand. And anyone uh, in the queer community really needs to understand that, you know. It is more about who you truly are, who you deeply uh, want to be in life. Because, you know, this is gender. They will always gonna try to dismiss and you know purge your voice in any way they can unfortunately that is the truth to your life so i'm out guys thank you for tuning in it's gonna obviously drop you know unfortunately at 12 uh because it's 11:59. but thank you for tuning in don't forget to subscribe like share and keep spreading the word around this is Inside Center News, and I'm gra your gracious host, Ori Sabushimai. Ori A U R S A, and Sabushimai gets S A B U S H I M I K E. Thank you, and I'm out.